0: Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. So for 2022, the podcast has teamed up with LaDusso, who are an activewear clothing brand. They give our listeners 15% off at checkout if you type in SFTO15 on the website um, check out the Gf, it's great, and you get 15% dizzy just for being a, a listener of the show. Thanks to the lads there for helping us out. So today's episode, sponsored by GMS Electrical. Get in touch with Gary there for all your electrical needs, and he'll look after you, good mate and man. And thanks to Gary for sponsoring the pod, giving back to Grassroots Footy. He doesn't even like footy, he's just a nice guy. Um, but Everyone's thinking, wow, he doesn't like footy, but no, he, d- he doesn't like footy, he's not art, he's just a nice guy. Um Today's guest, I've been trying to get him on for a while and seeing as I see him every Saturday, Sunday and Wednesday at training um, it took a long time to get him on but when people talk about left pegs, he's always in the mix um, and when people talk about coaches, he's in my opinion one of the best around so welcome to the show Mr Colin Flood Cheers Mick, thanks for having me Do you like that for an introduction? That's it <laughs> <laughs> So as I always started, call straight from the off how old were you when you first started playing? Who did you play for and what team do you support? I think I know. I think I might know what team you support.
1: Well, we'll start with the team at Everton. Um, so obviously everyone knows me I'm a big blue. Uh, but I've also got a soft spot for Celtic as well. Yeah, uh, so, that, yeah with the kids. Yeah, so they uh, they are, follow the Celts as well. And we have done from when we were young, but... Earliest memories of playing, uh, footy, Mick. Uh, if I'm honest, was round the police father sides. I yeah. most I've heard a few lads mention that one so as well. So Did they
0: have them like? Oh, so you were from like Scotty Voxyways? ways, Langie, langy yeah, yeah. So yeah. did they have them up there? Because they used to have them on the Joe Stone, or did you come up to to play on the Joe Stone? Everton Park. We oh, used right, to play. So you, used yeah. that, you know, yeah. little
1: That's venue. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It should be the old concrete pitches at the back of Everton Park. And then uh, they moved them a bit further down, then towards the pits. But the early days, remember playing on there—that was the first like competitive side of footy. Uh, I remember playing for for Langie, yeah. and we uh, used to always seem to find ourselves in the final versus the Bronte, uh, which is a bit further up off yeah. London Road. So they were the early days, really. And Frank Kenny, uh, Danke, um hes probably the the first memory I've got of someone getting you into a team uh, and competitive footy. Um, but uh, my auntie Mary, she used to be involved in the father sides as well because it was mostly youth clubs yeah, that, yeah, that they yeah. were formed on. So she was a uh, part of the uh, the youth setup down there by Langie, and uh, they they just put us into age groups father sides. Well, the police father sides were brilliant. Yeah, you know, it was like the, them,
0: yeah.
1: everyone from the community, you know, the, the wider community, like they played and
0: on the one on the one by ours. It wasn't just like it, it was magic. You had lads off the estate. So like your local Scallies Who'd be like A bit older than us They'd say I'm throwing a team in the five of side. Just want to play And they'd just round up So you weren't yeah. like Affiliated teams You wouldn't get away with it now no. There was no like a DBS no checks system No DBS <laughs> checks and, that. and then it was just The local the local Scallies Saying right I'll buy us all a load of Crisp and chips And Lucas aids, And that come and play for me And you yeah. used to have Boss teams
1: Oh, no, that was exactly it Mick And, and like I say, round by ours, by Langie, there was, there was probably at our age, maybe three or four teams, you know, um, at at that time, but, it was always, uh, Everton Park, and then it was the, the going down to, um, uh, Riverside, I think it was, where you you played like the finals, um, like police grounds, somewhere down there, off, uh, by Otterspool. so it was, it was was good, I enjoyed it, watching the other teams, the older lads, always wanted to play up, a couple of years, with the older lads, um, it's probably that's my next memory of, of starting out with the four swallows. I was, uh, I think I was only eight or nine, and I used to go down uh, to Barney Gibbo's training on Everton Park. And uh, Barney one day said, How old are you? Do you, you want to play? And I knew you had to be uh, 10 going on 11, so I just said 10. Um, but I was eight, and I, I always remember it. Anthony Long, um, I used to knock around with him on, on langy and club along, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Terry Parry, um and Ant's and brother Chris they, they used to play for the Swallows so they just brought us down and Barney offered us a chance to play for them but I, I, I mean only the memories there were just you know playing in the team first kit and stuff like that it was, it was brilliant and that kind of pushed me on then to Barney finding out that I was too young uh, to actually play but uh, as a left back no one wanted to play there so I, I just played you know most of the season uh, for them and then at the end of the year I got introduced to uh, Richie Williams, who, who you yeah. know yourself, yeah. and, uh, and Al Gaffer for the Warby Richie. What a fella! Yeah, yeah. probably the best manager I've ever played for uh, Richie, and probably come on to a little bit later. But you know, he, he was brilliant. You know, everything you wanted in, in a manager. You know, he had the arm around the shoulder approach, but he, he, he could also give you the, the football knowledge as well. Um, probably don't want to embarrass Richie too much with all that, but it, he, he was brilliant. You know, yeah. he was probably the best manager alive. I had the opportunity to kind of you know play under, um, but for the Swallows it was I, I only stayed with the Swallows, never went anywhere else.
0: Um, so were they? Was your age group as successful as like Sotobos and Philos and all them? They seemed to just win everything, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but we stayed in the Scottish Road League. Uh, so we started out to uh, Flinders Street up to Everton Park, um, and yeah, we, every year, Mick. To be fair, we, we were we were quite successful. We had Phil Beamish in, in yeah. our team and. I think Phil at that time was it was a monster Man compared, boy, yeah. yeah, compared to everyone else, and and uh, he, he he was a good player in our team. He he was probably one of the the players who got us over the line in m- many of the bigger games as well. Um, although we, you know we we were successful, we had a good side, we had a steady side, and and the good thing about that one for me was none of them were from by mine. You know they were all lads who. We were out the area as well, uh, from like Scotty, Scotty Road or Stanley Road or a little bit further afield uh, through Richie, but
0: I seen uh, Tosny on the the photos. Tosney he, he was yeah. little and skinny. He wasn't tall at, at all then, was he? he was only yeah. little on half the pictures. I was like yeah,
1: Tosny uh, he was he was taller than me anyway when we were kids, but he, he, he we were all, you know I think that group itself, you know, looking back, I looked at some photos the other day of it um, I was one of the smallest in yeah. the group, but with my mates, I was that was probably one of the tallest as well. So I don't know whether I was just in a team of monsters. Uh, to be honest yeah. with you, for the Swallows, but well, no, Tosny, he, he, he's he's probably one of the tallest for me in, in that group.
0: Yeah, because he, 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 he's a monster now. But, but on some of them pitches when he looks, he looked quite little. I'm seeing him on some of the uh, first year seniors at Archie's, and he doesn't look, he doesn't even look that big. So what, what uh, junior school did you go to? So I went to the Ferrari, uh,
1: which is off Um And then obviously your natural pathway from the Ferrari was the ca- going to Campion. Yeah. Um, so didn't play much at the school footy, Mick, in games, to be honest with you. Um, obviously in the school yard there was loads of it, but didn't really have many teachers who, who, who wanted to take you to like school comps and nothing like that. I didn't seem to play a lot or remember playing a lot for the school which was a bit of a shame because we had some good players in our year group as well. So what? who,
0: who were the lads in your age group then, Colour, Campion?
1: Uh, so you got like Paul Scott, um, yeah. Scotty, he went on to play with him at the Brits. Chris Kinney, he played for the Sandon, um, one of my good mates, Jared Brown, he, he's living in Australia at the moment. and um, Mark Brady, who's with us now at the Brits. He, he's playing in the over 40s. So it was a good mix. I mean, everyone you're seeing in, in camping, you're seeing over weekends play either playing for the school or playing within the Scotland Road League. So yeah. it's like nice home to home thing with, with with those lads. Um, but it didn't see
0: it didn't seem that serious about the footy no?
1: Not not the primary school, no. No, we had a few odd games here and there, but not 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 unlike now where the kids are in competitions and stuff like that. They're visiting the academies and stuff like that. I mean there wasn't wasn't I don't think there was many teachers in the school who had that that appetite, really, to to take the footy. I mean, we had one or two, but like I say, the, the games weren't as frequent as maybe some of the other schools. Uh, from what I've heard, yeah.
0: So uh, always, like you said, then uh, about being a left full fullback as a kid, always, always a fullback. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Fancy yourself uh, as a midfield, a centre mid, no.
1: Yeah, I had a little spell playing for the Swallows at left wing when I was younger. Uh, I think it was probably one of the first seasons with Richie. Um, but uh, I think it was it was probably more for the crossing, the left foot, a bit of balance. Uh, Phil you used to play yeah, for Phil, us, yeah. yeah, he was in the Swallows team and Phil was a striker, used to score quite a lot of goals, Phil. Um, but I, I remember playing higher up the pitch, I don't really remember playing that far back Mick and one of the things I used to love playing with the, uh, the Swallows and the younger age groups when we started out was the big goals, like now the kids, obviously yeah, yeah. the goals go by the age group and... I used to be able to whip a corner in and score off a corner because the goals were that high. The kids were, you know, they were nearly three or four foot smaller than what the uh, the bat was. I
0: uh, couldn't kick it that far to score off a corner when I was a kid. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but that was probably, I ended up that, that far up the pitch, close uh, playing, I think it was left wing, Mick, to be honest with you. Uh, probably had a go or go two in centre mid um, with the swallows, but mainly left side, you know, left back, left, left, uh, left wing, but... So, yeah, so any
0: shouts schoolboy footy or anything like that
1: again, Mick? I'd probably say uh, trials more so in the secondary school age group, yeah. Um, but as I say, with, with the primary school, with the Ferrari, I, I don't really remember many of the you know the, the opportunities like that coming across. Yeah. Um, some things like the uh, you know, the district stuff with the uh, the Scotty Row reps and stuff like that, but. I had a little few go with trials and stuff like that with schoolboys, mate. But the level was good. It was high, you know what I mean? But I think one of the, the tough things I had, Mick, was getting there because my parents didn't drive. Uh, so it was like either one of them had to take you or you, you had stayed to jump in. in. The Road all Probably the right. I mean, funny story with that. Mick, me mum and dad didn't even know I was playing in a team until I was about like under 11s or 12s. I used to just tell them I was going out for a game of footy with the lads. Going with the lads, yeah. Feel. But yeah. Uh, I used to sneak off and go down to uh, Everton Park or Scotty Road. I mean, it's dare not think that now with the kids yeah. nowadays, you know what I mean, but...
0: Jose and general, listening to this, they'll be getting, uh, getting taxis down the South down to go and play footy know. at Simpsons.
1: I know. Well, they're having a little go with some of that now with the Brecht. We left them the other week, uh, watching the Lobber Brecht.
0: Yeah, seeing them uh, on the video. That was entertaining. Bounce, bouncing round on the bit. Some, some of our uh, others out of team is there, little Alfie Steve always yeah. on it, Really, yeah, yeah, they all got that. themselves a little uh, fan base. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's fast though, isn't it? Because yeah, obviously it's keeping them, meat, it's affordable as well. You can't yeah. even... You can't, uh, you struggle to get them the match now, don't you?
1: Yeah, fair play to them. Like Jim Davis who's there now, we it's free free for the kids to get in. Um yeah. so I mean that, that that's brilliant. You know what I mean? And with it being on your doorstep it's accessible then, you know, for the kids and yeah. it's a good little environment.
0: Um and the proper little fans as well though, aren't they? Because they know they know the players and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. I have heard a few of the songs lately like but I mean I don't really know them to be honest the lads. <laughs> <laughs> that's posh, mate, it's Bosh meets Bosh. Yeah. Like right, so after school footy then meets what was your sort of involvement into going into the adult side of it or like teenage years,
1: yeah. I mean, but I mean, I probably missed out the, the school footy there for campion. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was a boss side. We, we, were, we were successful, I think, out of the five years of the school league, we won four. Uh, so we played Decent. the likes of uh, you know, what obviously SFX, um, played Archies, um, St. Giloman, which is not a school anymore off the yeah. South yeah End, I remember but, that, yeah. but uh, they were a good side, they were a very good side, but. Didn't really come up with, up against them as, as often as what I thought we would have, Um but we we I mean cup wise I can't remember many cups that we won, but it was more the leagues. Yeah. Um So we we so got
0: SFX had been like Milesy and Jed Milesy, Smith and Well,
1: that? yeah, I mean Milesy, To be fair, he, he was like a freak when he when yeah. we were younger. I mean he he he, he was the major difference. Instead like
0: people at our age.
1: Yeah, even now, yeah, the drop of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but. I mean, when we when we played SFX, I mean, he could stand up with fifteen minutes to go. I think Miles, you still you know slot a couple, but uh, we always seemed to struggle against SFX when when he was in the team. Um, but against others like Archie's and and a few others, Tosney and them, um, yep. Shepall and all Sheppo, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, we we, we don't right. like we, we 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 won. I say won the league four out of five, which was brilliant, you know, and it was good. Like the, a lot of the players, you were playing in the school again. You were playing against them all with them. In the Scottish Road League on a uh, on a Sunday, and seems to follow that w- with the the reps side as well. Used to see a lot of the lads from Campion yep. uh, playing for the Scottish Road reps, which which was good. I enjoyed that. But uh, the Swallows again with Richie, um, the teenage years probably best memories with them is you know we, we I think we went on and done the, the double or the treble once or twice. You know, um, cleans up a couple of seasons, and as I say. We, that team itself, probably the team to beat down there. And there was quite a few teams who dropped in and out, um, who come on players from other leagues, they come in for a season or two, but just kept winning and we kept doing well, you know, and I probably put that down to Richie and uh and Jimmy uh, Jimmy Dairy. You know, they they made a good environment for us, you yeah. know what I mean? Is that when Richie
0: had a muzzy? Yeah, the the yeah. were. I remember Jimmy Derny as well And his lad His, his younger lad young Jimmy, James uh, yeah He was yeah. a tank on. Huh? He was a big, big He
1: was lad, yeah right? I mean little and large You know what I mean Jimmy yeah. had a bite to him um, But Richie had the subtleness and, and the kind of You know For me personally You know what I mean yeah, he, was he was
0: brilliant, brilliant for me
1: Watched yeah. for me made, yeah. you, made you feel 10 feet tall oh, 100% I mean his lads uh, Young Richie used to come a lot to watch um and again he, he was the same he was a little bit more animated than than old Richie like but yeah. Richie's decisions and stuff like that he used to just get everything spot on yeah uh, for me yeah, calm, yeah
0: yeah bosh mate so then like you said then got teenage years going into the adult footy were you were you aware of the sort of amateur scene about or the semi pro scene and what what were your goals for footy at, at that sort of at that point
1: yeah I mean playing down on Flinders Street which you know. It, it, like, ironic, I'm back down there now with my own kids. Yeah. Uh, so, back on Everton Park and, and on Flinders Street, we used to play in the top pitch uh, where we played recently, and the Brits pitch used to be next to it. So, every week, mick, I mean, again, go back to my mum and dad didn't even know. They thought I was just out and about on Langley playing fuzzy with the lads, but I'd be playing there and then I'd stay later with all the lads from the Swallows and we'd watch the Brits if they were at home. Um, I think back in them days, Mick, they, without even ropes, the, the crowds that used to come and watch the Brits on the top pitch. Yeah. You know, especially if they were playing some someone big, you know, like the Armatech or the Sandin and stuff like that, you'd stay and watch it and you know, I, that was it. It was like I was hooked, you know what I mean, back then. But Richie was always a it was a Sandon man, so he'd always go, like, you go on and play for the Sandin when you you finished and I always remember speaking to Phil early doors and he's saying, like, you you're gonna come and serve for the Brits, are you getting involved? <laughs> I said, No, i am go on to Sandon I said, because Richie says we, we go to Sands, but obviously, story later on, I'll tell you, that didn't happen, and I ended up going with the Brits. So,
0: obviously, Phil Owen, and did you know them, because they were like the older lads at the Swallows, or, or did you just know them, because you were watching them playing for the Just Brit?
1: watching them, to be honest with you, yeah. First memory of Mark Phillips, bit of a funny one. Like it was, we'd finished playing uh, on Flinders Street, and then, obviously, you, you get to see them, and and, uh, and you've watched them a couple of times, but... Just seeing this angry little fella walking up from the changing rooms, they got beat one day. I can't remember who it was, but I, I remember it being animated around there. And then you just seeing him storming out, and like he, he was like you know firing back to people in the car park and stuff like that. But it's just this little little fella with a, a pair of ballies on and a pair of shinies walking up the roads. You know, it was just it was a bit <laughs> surreal. But they, they were the they, it was the early memories, of like the Brits and the, like the lads. And you watch them and you think. That's, that's where I want to play, you know, that that's, that's, you know, the level, the 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 Sunday league, uh, the, the games, the likes of the Brit games, and versus like the Sandal and the Almatech, you know, the Almatech was one of the earliest memories because of the amount of people who yeah. came to watch it, and how feisty it was, um, but then I obviously had seen the likes of Philo and then when they were in the younger ages, you know, a bit younger, playing for the Brits, and obviously I had the chance to go and play with them a little bit later on, when, when some of them, I would say coming yeah. to the ends, but, they were, there. they were a little bit older anyway.
0: So how did it come about then that you you actually signed on and, and have, had a goal?
1: Yeah, no, before that, Mick, I, I'd gone to play, I remember finishing round about like 16, 17, going to baseball, yeah. uh from like the after the Eldonians once the Swallows had finished up. So Jimmy, uh, Kenny's team and finished playing with the Elzonians and then a couple of the lads went to play for baseball, um, youth team. Yeah. So it took the opportunity, me and my mate Jared Brown went up um, but at that time, like I was getting a train and then a bus. Didn't really know anyone who to jump in with. And then I come across Stevie Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um who's, you know, Steve was absolutely brilliant um, in every sense, really. Used to lean on him a little bit in his sack songs to get a lift, you know, yeah. meet him halfway. You always lane. had dough,
0: didn't he? he was a bricky, wasn't he? Yeah, he always, Allegedly, you always, he always uh, had dough, didn't he? Yeah. Dri- yeah, Driving around in cars when everyone was getting the bus and all that.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, but but, but he, he was moving on from that into like youth football uh, as well as playing a bit of men's footy. Played at baseball with him and uh, Lee McKeverley, uh Johnny Lawless. Yeah. You know, Some of team that one. Eh? Unbelievable, Mick. Yeah, I
0: know where uh, Jed Nolan spoke about it, saying like. The the youth set up, the team that they had at the time was like was unbelievable.
1: Yeah. No, it was really good. I mean one of the best memories I had with them, we, we got an invite to play um Scotland. They were getting prepared for the uh Victory Shield um All right yeah, yeah. And uh, we played them up in Leyland and beat them. No way. And Macus scored I think it was Maccus scored uh Lee McKevley. But, uh, coming off the pitch like it was good you know what you think they just beat Scotland there, you know what I mean and, and, and the team we had when you looked around you see, seen you how some of them have progressed on and, and and have gone on to play higher level footy yeah. it was uh, a good side so if, was
0: that uh, Marvin Molyneux as well playing
1: Marvin was uh, playing yeah uh, Stevie Lee hey, Johnny Lawless uh, Lee McKevley Carl Clark was a lad who followed us up from uh, Elzonians. he yeah. played against them a lot in the Scotty Road League and to be fair, if it weren't for his old fella, Steve, um, who's, who's obviously passed away you now, um, I wouldn't have got there. I wouldn't have got to most of the uh, the games or even training. So, yeah. Steve used to help us out with a lift. Um, but I'd get up to his and I was keen, mick. You know, I was getting the bus up to Crocky, you know, most nights and then getting it home after training and yeah. footy. And Steve, to be fair to him, like he, he, uh, he helped me out a lot with lifts, you know, dropping me off after the footy and stuff like that. But uh, it was a boss side, but one of the best sides, I think, you know, when you're looking back at it now, uh, football and mice that I, I've been in and didn't really appreciate it enough, I think, at the time. Because you just think when you're playing yeah, with you the just lads, think that's what, that's what that's you do, what this you is do, what it's yeah. always going to be yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. But no, we, we were quite fortunate. I think the lads, I, I'm trying to remember the lad, uh, the fella's name now, who, uh, who brought us up there, but... Come to me in a minute. He, 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 he must like a, a good group of lads, either lads who've been released um, from uh, clubs yep. um, or lads who were in you know grassroots footy at, at a decent level and brought them all together. Um, but they were from all over the place, Mick like Southport Ormskirch, um, and they were good lads. But then you, you progressed into like the 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 reserves, which a lot of the lads did then, uh, or they got an opportunity to go in with like the first team uh, with Berskull, but Probably like Jed mentioned, um, that group was good. It was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Basco had a really good... The first team had a really good team, didn't they, around the time? of big, big, yeah. big crowds and all that as well. It was it was massive, yeah.
1: Lobby, Lobby was playing at the time. I remember watching him a couple of times um, for the first team, but it's just slot. Every time he played, he just score, score. And then he went on, so move, he moved to Shrewsbury then.
0: Yeah. So was that, uh, obviously, because through Richie, but I'm watching a bit of the sand and seeing... Oh, no, we playing for Birsh, go on the understanding and scoring loads of goals, and he he, had, he was in at Southport when when he was younger as well. When he was he, was that like you know you could sort of relate to it a bit. Haven't seen him in the in the grassroots as well yeah, as yeah,
1: definitely yeah. I mean, there was one occasion when I was younger, I got offered to go up to Southport. Uh, I think it was around about like fifteen, I think it was probably towards the last end uh, back end of the season for the uh, the Swallows in the last season, and I don't even really know how it come about, me to be honest. But I remember getting a. A call, you know, to, to come up and train with Southport, and uh, obviously, that was like I haven't done it before, so it was looking at logistics how to get it. So I asked Richie, you know, for a lift, and Richie sorted, Richie kind of took us, and we just waded up. and It was just a little bit too far at the time, you know, to get there, yeah. but that was my first taste of, of like getting in. I was still a little bit young for the groups, I think it was something like 16s, uh, maybe 16s or 18s. But uh, that was my first taste, and then, uh, no, not not so long after it, then I got the base go opportunity. Um, to go and travel around a little bit, but then obviously knocking around with Lee, I realised the needs of the car to get around. Yeah. You know, couldn't rely on other people to to kind of help you a, a little bit, um, to get from one place to the next for games and that. But. It, it it was a bit of a you know a bit
0: of a journey, Mick. A Bit of a journey. Yeah. So some some of them obviously stayed at Bears through to obviously winning the trophy in, mm-hmm. what was that two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Um, the likes of uh, Marto and that was still there. Marto, yeah, and Martin, Paul Burns have gone
1: there. Yeah. Lawless, yeah. Mick, what once would finished with Bears Go, I got a taste of men's footy. You know, to, to kind of progress. So I, I played for the mainstay with Gavin Aids uh, and them. I must have only been about 18 90, going on 19 and Michael Owey uh, one of the lads just got, got us involved I think at one point only Sully was there and and a few others um, but all my mates from down by like uh, Holy Cross one of my mates Jared and that they all went up and they all had to go you know playing for the mainstay and that was the first adult team I'd had to go for and I ended up staying and loads of them left um, Carl Bernalus was playing for them at the yeah. time as well and um, I I liked it. it was, they were all nice lads. You know what I mean. But that was my first taste of going out with the lads. Then was that um, the Liverpool Sunday then? Mainstay Maybe business houses. Business yeah, business show. houses. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. It was good setup. Good lads. They ran from Jacobs on, on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and there was one player in particular there who, who, who was, was a good lad, Lango. He played left wing, so he was like the the one I was looking at. You know, to kind of push myself towards you know getting in before or yeah. playing alongside him. I'd play left back. He play left wing, but. He he has a lovely left foot on him, uh, Lango,
0: Like he was good, yeah. yeah, good player. So then, was it after Mainstay when you finally got to the Brit and playing? No, the
1: in camp? between I went to see. I, I I'd left them um, the Mainstay and went to the Seymour One a oh, couple I, of minutes. You
0: went to Seymour in between when you were at the Brit?
1: No, no, no. I, what what it was? I was I was looking on going uh, to either the Sandal or the Brit after the Mainstay, but uh, Phil was playing left back. So it was it was like, I wouldn't got have got in. And I was looking more at like playing me at that yeah. point, not sitting on the bench, you know what I mean? It was, And then it was I was following my mates as well, you know, so at that point, like a couple of the lads had signed for the Seymour, like Jared Brown. yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And I remember him going
1: there, uh, yeah. Yeah, and one of my other mates, Michael Barlow, um, he made an appearance for them up front a couple of times. Yeah. But I, I'd gone there and, and I enjoyed it, but I think I always knew at some point I was going to, either if the Seymour... You know, done well. I'd love to have stayed and stuff like that, but caused a little few headaches, you know, moving. I went to the Brits. Um, but I was always going to go to the Brits or, or maybe the Sandon before I got there. Um But it was just, obviously, at the time, Philo was playing and I didn't really know anyone at the Sandon. Um, but Philo and them had said, like, you know, sign and we'll, we'll get you involved. But Phil Wunderley and a few others were still playing there at the time with the Brits. Yeah and I just weighed it up I thought I'll go with the I'll go with the Seymour with Jared and a few of my mates and obviously that's where I met John Shortall and, and uh, old Joe Kid and, and uh, Chandler and all them yeah. um, top team good, good team boss, boss team boss lads um, Shorty and Brian Oliver Brian Oliver was the manager at the time was he yeah yeah he was a lovely fella you know what I mean he was a good fella but I think I hit a point there Mick where obviously most of my mates then uh, with the Brit you know what I mean who had known from like school and stuff like that and and then when the chance comes to, to go there, um, I, I just moved, you know what I mean?
0: But did Jared go with you? Because he went, no, he he went
1: he, back to Brittany. He stayed for the next season or two, I think at the Seymour, uh, and then he come across then, yeah. uh, eventually. But you know, at, at that point, like the likes of uh, Anthony Godfrey and all them were playing, you know, who, who would knock around with, you know, a, a lovely cross with Jared and that. Uh, yeah. And, and Terence Brown, uh, it's Jared's older brother. So was that how you
0: ended up... Um Playing for the Dock On a Saturday
1: Yeah I was in and out of the Dock For a couple of seasons Because I'd always try and play On a Saturday At at a decent level You know where Go and get an experience It were not so much saying You know That the Dock weren't good enough Because To be brutally honest with you The Dock had a better squad Than most You know Counties levels uh, Or the Isle Unibon Prem at, At that time And Sometimes With the Dock You'd go in and They'd have like 20 players there on a Saturday but you know they'd have the same 20 the week after and the stands of the footy at that time in, in the uh, county, in the league was good yeah, you know gone. the county comp was brilliant and and I, I just seen it as an opportunity if there was a if there was a pathway there to go and play you know uh, on a Saturday somewhere at a higher level then I'd take the opportunity but you know Jimmy and La they were always quite welcome to bringing lads back you know what I mean the door was always kind of open for me and and and, and I've been back a couple of times after that, um, and then obviously as the as it'd gone back a couple of times, the squads has obviously changed, but the standard never. You know what I mean? The standard was always really high uh, at the dock.
0: It's um, yeah, quite a they uh, major pull, didn't he? They, they have put like definitely yeah. going pick the mm-hmm. best fullback from say five or six of the Sunday best teams, couldn't they? Um, uh, I mean,
1: that's what I loved about the Dock, to be fair. I mean, it was all similar to what you had at the school. It was like, it was like the reps, the, the, the Dock, they, they had all the best players, you know, from all the, all the Sunday League uh, teams. And, and it was good, you know what I mean? It was a good environment, some boss players, some, some good characters as well. Yeah. Um, a couple of Brit lads played there as well, So Paul Phillips, he had a goal there. Um, and Berkey as well. Berkey had a spell, uh, playing for the, uh, the Dock. But, no, no matter what, no matter who you, you, you sort of like when you turns up every week, you, you know you had a good squad, me. And it was it was hard because sometimes when you were in, you know, it was great. And then when you were on the side, you know what I mean, for you weeks, had to be patient, yeah, yeah, you had, you had to be patient, you know what I mean. But that was testament to Jimmy and La, you know, for the way they ran it. Uh, and they were fair, do you know what I mean? They were they were fair, yeah,
0: 100%. So, who was the gaffer at the Brit when you first went in there? Was it Ronnie? <laughs>
1: The first season it was Ronnie, and then Ronnie had decided to to kind of leave, you know. And, and Philo had stepped in then. Um, Philo had stepped in with a few other people helping them out. Um, but more, it's more St. Mark. We all kind of look to Philo, you know what I mean, as being like the gaffer.
0: Yeah. So that was shortly after they'd won the national cup. Then wasn't it? Year so, after. So know When you look at that the picture of the, that national cup team. You were all of a sort of certain age, like you said there, but they had like Godfrey mm. and obviously um, John Morgan, a couple of younger lads. Yeah. but there was, there was a lot who were who were around similar ages, weren't they? But probably in the peak, weren't they? I'd say so,
1: yeah. Probably what as I mentioned earlier on, it, it was probably when I was watching them when I was younger. You know, that team but well, won the national cup was probably that, that team that I'd watched when I was younger growing up. The likes of Peter Hayes and you know, Berkey, and obviously a few others who met Tobo. And, and and like you say, they they probably they at a point where they won the national cup, and and there was a few younger faces then, like yeah. Lawrence Jenkins, and then I came in Danke and a few others in Leighton uh, at signed So they were probably going through that like little bit of a
0: transition. Details, yeah, yeah. So, so was Philo on the lookout for like younger lads? Obviously, Scotty, you, uh, yeah. Carlo,
1: the likes of them, getting them in. Philo, that was. <laughs> Philo was scouting not every game he plays. You know what I mean. He was always looking at lads. And the, the one thing I learned when I got into the Brits, you know, it was all we, we were all involved in that. Make everyone wants to have the best players. You know what I mean. And Philo you know, kind of drummed that in to everyone. You know, if anyone was available, it, it, it was decent, and he could help the squads. It was it was a case of just getting them in.
0: Yeah, and trying to. Uh do the damage when you when you were in there. So a couple of Premier Cup wins, mate. So I watched it in a few of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I well, mean the, the first one was against the Seymour. Yeah. Um that went to penalties and obviously young Stano um he'd missed the last penalty. But my, my, my memories of that was big, he was in goal for the Pens, you know, for the Seymour. Um and then obviously the lads from the Seymour, it's probably like a season or so after leaving there, you know, coming up against them. Um but, you know, I'd still consider all the lads good mates, you know what I mean? As you do, you have a good mutual respect for them. But, yeah, the, the Seymour one was the first one. Uh, that was the the one I remember uh, early doors. And then uh, the, the the next two against The View, yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I think the, the View ones, you know, the first one, uh, when we won it against The View... I think it was it was a lot closer uh, than obviously the second one I think more it was the experience at uh, the the squad that we had got us through most of the uh the, well, got us through the second the second final against them but they were quite close they were tight I remember playing against Youngie uh, and he was tricky yeah you know what I mean Top he was player, tough yeah. to play against but but all uh, no, the, the 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 premier cup was probably a good cup uh, for me because I got either to the final a couple of times and won it uh, quite a few times so yeah so and were
0: you there to get your hands on the the Sunday, the, the
1: league title when you Yeah, there. won the, won it with the Brit once or twice, yeah, a couple of times and, and that was good. Um I think like with most teams, Mick, you know, the, the, the atmosphere that the you know the, the, the like sort of the bonds the Brits had, you know what I mean? It it was the Brit way of doing things and you buy into it, you know, when you're winning stuff like like the leagues or the cups, you know, the nights out are unbelievable, you know, especially with like getting back uh, down to the Brits and Cup Final Day and stuff like that. once you've
0: bought into it. It was you were never going to go anywhere else, you know. After that, so what about your Saturday footy then, mate? Where were you? Obviously, you said in and out of the dock. Where were you going and on the sort of semi-pro scene?
1: Yeah, I think the first one I remember for the semi-pro um, was going to um, Trafford, <laughs> Trafford Park. At uh, Joey Dunn and Stewie Humphries had took charge, and Philip had got involved with uh, getting a few lads up there. And uh, Paul Mores, Mores, he was there, so Berkey and a few other other lads, uh, they gone up uh, to, to to try out with them basically in the in the summer and see what it was all about. But you know, I'd signed, I'd gone there, and and Joey and uh, Stewie were under a little bit of pressure as soon as we got there because I think they put some uh, notice up in the uh, changing rooms from like the non-league paper and saying predictions, you know, for where teams are going to finish and. I think they roped them off straight away said uh, favourites for relegation with Trafford stuff like that and just remember early doors Joey and Stewie cards of drumming it into you look different you're off already blah 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 but I think the, the, the ironic thing with that is we were playing in the middle of Manchester in Trafford and it was a loads of scousers so my earliest memories at Stafford was I think the home fans hated us more than the away team. Um,
0: Everyone says it's a horrible place to go when you're playing against them. Like.
1: Yeah, no, it was a strange place. But you know what, behind the scenes, they had some boss people there, you know, really good people. And they were my first like, introduction into speckies, you know, people behind the scenes who yeah. run run the clubs and that. And uh, you get to know some of them and, and it's part of it's their life, you know what I mean? They're, they're in and out of the club every week following the moment away, but... Trafford was a bit of a strange one. Uh it was first time getting money for playing as well, you know what I mean? Some X's. Um and I just remember playing the standard. It was just it was like caveman footy, Mick. It was just like back to front and no one wanted you to pass. They just wanted you to clip the ball back in into the uh, the full back and um and it was just like running from one end to the other. But I just remember it being physical, you know, yeah. at that level. It was hard, it was really tough and they pinpoint the uh, the the younger lads or the weaker ones, maybe for like uh, crosses and putting the ball in on him. Uh, but fans as well, you know, like in, when you you're traveling around, it was good experience of like being at different state, like little stadiums and seeing all the set out and obviously playing in you know, a bit of a uh, a bit of how the Speckies give you stick, you yeah. know, on the sideline when they're screaming at you and you taking a of Like
0: non-league fans love it, don't they? Ah, oh, they're, they oh, they're literally
1: a yard away, and they've got pies. You think, is he going to launch this at me, or you know, they're nearly that close to you, they're in your face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you still have a little. As you, as you get older a little bit, and you're playing at, like that at them sort of like stadiums or grounds, you, you get a little bit, what a little bit more switched on. You know, with like having a bit of banter with them and stuff like that. But but uh, no, it was great experience. Mick Stafford was a bit bit of a bit of a strange one. That was my first one. So it was a bit of a mixed emotions with that one. I didn't finish the full season off because uh, Joey and Shiri, um they they obviously got got sacked and, and then another fella took over. Mike McKenzie who brought a lot of lads in from Manchester, but ironically enough, like I was the only, me and uh one of the lads Ruddy, um, who was a physio at Liverpool. Now um, we were the only two going down there. Boss down Rudy. to Moss side.
0: He's uh, oh, a top player as well, wasn't
1: He's a good lad, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he ended up playing for the Brit for a little bit as well, further down the line. But I just I went one night Mick, and it changed the training down to Moss Side, and I just thought, right, this is not for me. This I'm gonna go and play a little bit closer to home. Um so yeah, I, I, after that, I just I had gone back to the Brits and the dock, I think, at that point. Um and then not long after that, um the kids grove. I had gone to Kids Grove fellow again with, with a couple of Brit lads. Leighton had signed for them. Um, and that was brilliant. That was that was a good experience. Played for them for a good season and a half. Um but I think like at that time it, with with most non league clubs, it was like the money was always up and down with them. So you yeah. know, when you go on there to Kids Grove on a Tuesday night and a Thursday and a and a Saturday, it's you're getting paid for it, it's good. But if you went out of the FA Cup early, the money got cut. So then, you know, you're, you're really looking at whether you want to go there or, or you don't, you know, for the travel.
0: It's hard for them to keep the promises, isn't it? To
1: it's massive, yeah. Or I mean, What you find is a couple of the lads get let go. You know, if you if your performances, if you're losing a couple of games, they'll just cut the budget. Um, so that that was a good insight into, you know, how things like that run um, within, like, non-league but Kids Grove, like, there were some good players. But I think it was another case of, like, loads of scousers going to a, a team outside of Liverpool. And then the uh, they, they probably... I, I can't even remember more than maybe 20 or 30 fans of Kids Grove, if I'm being honest with you, uh, at the time. But I remember playing some good pre-season friendlies um, that were put on, uh, put on by the lads like Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. um, Northwich and a few others. Decent. Yeah, so I scored one or two in there. But I played left wing at, at the time then. But uh, I I suited a little bit of the non-league style as well. I had a long throw, so they'd always kind of work off that, you know, uh, getting sort of like round the box, and I'd always kind of, I'd kind of be around those types of set plays with stuff like that, but but after the kids' growth, mate, I just probably went back to the dock, I think, uh, memories after that, Uh, when I think we got halfway through the, the, the following season, and I think the travel just dawned on me a little bit, and a few of the lads, like Stan Allen was taking us up and down there, he was involved, and, it was just getting a bit too much, you know. this um, week some of the lads had gone. So you, you kind of found yourself going in ones and twos, then uh, managing to change, stuff like that. And I just thought, you know what, I probably want to play a little bit closer to home now. Yeah. Um, wasn't so much about money. It was about, like, obviously getting a game at a decent level, but a little bit closer to home and feeling a little bit more part of, uh, you know, something, again, just a little bit closer to home.
0: What was... Touching back on them, you're saying about Kids Grove and, and Leighton going there. What was your sort of memories of him, like bursting on the on the, the scene of the amateur footy? Because, he, he was raw then, but he, he was like it, it was goals in like the hundreds. It was like ridiculous, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean earliest memories of La- of him is with Lamy playing for the Brits. You know when he signed Leighton for the Brits, he kind of followed the Kids Grove. I think at the time, but I I can't remember being there that long with him, but. Earliest memories with him, you know, was again was with the Brit when him and Lammy had signed. Um, they played off fronts. They were brilliant. They were kind of two different types of strikers. You know, Leighton was obviously just a natural finisher. You know, he, he just every time he got in around the box, he he dink you or move you one way, set you another, and kind before you knew it, he, he clipped it and it'd be it'd be in. Whereas Lammy had a little bit more to it. You know, he he probably, you know, he was a bit more flairish, you know what I mean, his touch was unbelievable, yeah, but, yeah like, but you know, ask him to run five yards either side of the ball and he just look at you, you know <laughs> what I mean, so, he, he drifted a lot over to the left hand side with me and got away with a lot of
0: me doing his donkey doing his work dog- for him, Doggies, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. wait, decent mate, so, when Philo was it like in and out of the likes of Runcorn and that, were you going to? Were you doing... Yeah, so a little
1: it? bit further on, I mean, again, I probably seems to have followed most of the Brit lads, what they did on a, on a Saturday, on a, on, a, on a Sunday, sorry, on to a Saturday, but he, he took over. Um, actually, he didn't take over the first time at Runcorn. Uh, was that Kaz, wasn't Kaz, yeah, yeah, and Paul Burns. Um, so, obviously, that was the first time I got a chance to play for a team with Burns, and you know, and... and you know, probably look at Benzy now and, and think, you know, I'd love to have played for him earlier. Uh, he was a little bit like Richie, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he had a real knowledge of football, but a real subtle way, and a, he, he's got a charisma about him as well. He's he's got a sarcasm where, you know, he just I love being around him. He, he's absolutely fantastic. Well, they were running Runcorn at the time, and, and to be fair, they were paying, um, uh, they were, they were paying decent money uh, for lads. But again, I, I think it was just typical and only league footy make at that time. It was, they'd have money one week and not the next.
0: Yeah, I remember because Lee Sid went there, didn't he, for a bit? Yes,
1: Sid went, um, I think that year when Leighton had signed with uh, Lamy Sid had signed as well, uh, playing in that, that, that sort of like, that team and, I just remember seeing a few of them. I didn't see Leighton obviously at Lynett's, but Lamy had come a little yeah, Tomo bit
0: later was on. Tomo Tomo the was there. was there.
1: They were when the it was when they reformed. So before they reformed, um, I think the doc had them. They were playing at Prescott, um, and like the likes of Sean Wally who's yeah. who's gone on to play uh, a good level of footy league footy. Um, I remember him being involved, uh, and a few of the other lads like Scotty, Paul Scott had come up. Um, but things were happening behind the scenes at the club, Mich, which you know it was it was getting more and more difficult for Calvin Beamsy to run it the way he wanted to, um, and I think they made the decision in the end. Or Beamsy did to kind of move away from it. I think where commitments as well uh, played a part. So I I got a chance to go and play for Marine uh, with Alvin Mach Alvin yeah. McDonald. So I, I took the opportunity. Mick, thought so it's a good step up. You know, good squad, um... And it was somewhere different to play as well. So I always looked at it, you know, I won't be playing you know forever, so I'll try and get Experience. as many experiences in different clubs as I could. So Alvin had give us a chance to go uh, and play there at Marine. And uh, it was good, I enjoyed it. R- really good club, well-run club. Probably one of the best ones I- I- I'd look at for the way it's run from behind the scenes. Um, and that's where I met the likes of uh, Wacker and Brazier. Uh, yeah. Obviously played at Vauxhalls with them a little bit earlier under Owen Brown, but... They they were all good lads, you know. They they moved over to there, and it was a good good like progression for me. Mick, well run club. Um, the only thing I hated at the Bar Marine is when you used to go away games. You had to wait for the Speckies to get back on the bus, and they'd sit in the bar for hours, Mick. And I'd want to just get off, <laughs> and I know that most of the lads did because we were the the players were all on the bus before the Speckies. But it was like one of them. You you had to go on the bus with the lads and. They did it properly, Marina. If I'm honest, yeah. uh, Paul, the, the chairman at the time, he, he was he was first class, like he was good. And, and Alvin, to be fair to him, he, he was similar to the likes of Burns. He made he, he had a real, you know, warm sort of approach, you know, with players. And I think his man management, the lads, was quality. Um, How did you find the, the standard? Different, you know, different uh, different managers. You know, the way what they want from you uh, when they're playing. But I think my earliest memories with, with, with like that Level of footy, mate. There weren't a lot of coaching to it. I think they just kind of got a lot of good lads together, uh, and it was kind of like get it into the channels type of footy. Um, and I don't remember other than Owen Brown when I'd had a little go with Vauxhalls, anyone really who'd said no, get the ball down, and, and there was a bit of a you know a, a plan to it. Um, Alvin had s- sort of s- s- some idea of, of like that similar to what Owen had, um, because he had good players, you know what I mean, yeah. and. At the likes of Carlo Donnell Spud who played up front at the time and he was a handful, you know what I mean? And the likes a Brazier who plays centre back and Parley played centre mid. They were good. The spine of the team was really good. And then and it was competition mix. So I'd found myself in and out so at left back and, and left wing. Wayne um who was at Fox Halls, he was playing there at the time. But the one thing with with uh Alvin, he was fair, you know what I mean? And and if you you, you were doing well, you you'd be in the side and Know, we were not scared to kind of change the system as well, from what I remember. Um, and and he, he was quite different, maybe to some of the others, uh, the other managers. Didn't you
0: ever um, fancy a go with Bootle? No, or, no, us? I
1: didn't, never ever. I mean, for all the clubs that are on the list, I've had to go for. Uh, I never really. Um, it's one, one team, one club. I've never. Uh, I played against them loads. You know what I mean? But n- never really knew anyone manager wise, manager wise who, who took them. To have that opportunity, mate, because yeah. that's how we kind of worked, you know, playing in, in that level. If I'm honest with you, Philo got your loads of your moves, because wherever he kind of got, well, he'd have managers asking him, you know, we're looking for this, or, or, or look for this
0: type of player, and Philo would kind of arrange it for you. But uh, Bootle, no, no. What about the, uh, the the Welsh stuff then? Did you go into the, any, any of the Welsh stuff with the likes of Tobo? And yeah, I had a little go with TNS,
1: only in a pre-season, uh, with Kenny McKenna, Um that was a massive step up. I'm being honest, like that. that, that well, when Lawless was there, no, no, uh, Bagger, aren't he right? Oh, yeah, he, he was there at that time. Jed Denigan. Uh, there was it was a bit, a bit of a weird setup, to be honest with you, because it was like a north and a south little like uh, gang. There was a lot of like lads from down south who played for them, but th- th- I believe the money they were paying at the time was good. You know what I mean? And and they were in the you know, like Europa League, or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So they were able to. To pay that type of uh, that type of money but the squad was massive mate. it was absolutely huge i'd done the pre season over in um somewhere in birkenhead and like the the standard was high mate it, it was really high like the fitness levels of lads i mean i'd done all right with, with, with the, the pre season and that but when i was weighing it up whether i was getting in or not i just it looked it just looked too much for me um and then when i looked at the travel and what they had to yeah. do
0: <laughs> i was a
1: little bit like i just i just literally got a job at that time, um, I've gone over there, and it was just going to be too hard to balance everything. So I didn't. I just well, I think Kenny had made that decision for us anyway. Like, but I just looked at it and I just thought, no, it's just too too much commitment for me. So where was
0: it after Marine? what was your next chance uh, yeah next I, I,
1: after Marine I'd just gone back into like, I think I'd gone back into have another goal with the dog if I'm being honest um, Jimmy uh, must have been sick of the side yeah? but they kept
0: kept bringing you yeah, back yeah no in.
1: he kept the door open and, and again by the time I'd probably gone back then the likes of Anthony Battle and all I mean, them and Joey Robertson and uh, Polo and that uh, yeah. they were all back playing there I remember Leighton was there and Tom Rooney It was a good squad really good squad of players um, the J- O'Brien's Jamie lads O'Brien, yeah, yeah the O'Brien's they, they were playing Eddie and that and you know, probably too many to mention in that team because the squad was absolutely huge but the standard was high I mean I'd, f- I'd probably come out of marine into that group and it was there was no difference if I'm being honest in fact I think probably the doc at the time I think they played Liverpool the season before in the uh, in the the senior cup yeah, the senior I think club, it was Um
0: and they had day, a top side
1: it? yeah they had a top side um, but I, I was quite lucky and fortunate Mick you know what I mean to, to kind of get back in in, in that setup. up um, Cause not normally, I think most, most fellas are just saying, no, "Oh, you've been before and you've got off and stuff like that." But but uh, I, I went back to Runcorn not long after it, because um, Philip had got back in with Cas then, and he took over. And again, a lot of the uh, the Brit lads, Scotty and uh, Lamy and a few others had gone there, uh, and that's where I obviously met with Tomo, uh, Youngy, and Tombo. They were all yeah, playing for the view, and, it, yeah. and they got a good little balance there, and they were playing at Whitton Albion, so the setup was brilliant. Um, yeah. And at that point. I think I was pro- probably just wanting to stay around army mates and play footy with my mates, but at
0: a decent level if I could, Mick. Yeah, I went to watch them a couple of times at that, uh, that group. I think Jay Potter signed for them for a bit. Scotty was there, money. Yeah. Yeah, good little sad Little Kenny Rollinson, he was Kenny, there. Kenny, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 on Round the bend. So, obviously, you're seeing your days out with the Brits on, on a Sunday, uh, getting your hands on a few trophies along the way. What? So coming to sort of the end of that, you, you were one of them who never sort of packed in playing open age footy, but you'd play for the vets because you were old enough, but you could still, yeah, obviously you're a fit lad, aren't you? you could drop in and out of... of
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, the, the last Saturday game I had, I, I had uh, Warrington. It was like the year before the little fella was born, uh, R. Jose, and I just knew when I was playing there, I, I took a little injury uh, to my knee, and I just knew, like... I. I I just want to get back playing local, you know what I mean? And enjoying it. It doesn't matter who it's for. I just wanted the kind of float around. And I think at that point, Mick, I was signing for everyone and just having a game. Um, but then my mates, the Wex, had kicked off um, West Everton. Yeah. And Andrew McGregor started the team with Barlow. Um, I, I, like all the lads from behind Me Mars were playing uh, for them. Because um, Kev went, didn't he? Kev Wright went. Yeah, yeah. Kev. Kev. Oh, I, I didn't actually play in the same season when Kev was there. Um, because again, I was on the move somewhere else. I'd gone, I'd gone. So, well, actually, Kev, Kev had started out now because th- that season. I played for. Uh, I'd gone to Warrington. The Wex had started the year before that. Blamey um, went. Blamey, gold didn't he? I, he, gold. he might have gone when I when the year when I'd left. Um, kind it was of like a, it
0: was Kev McKellen and that one. Eh?
1: Yeah. yeah. So a lot, nearly love all the lads who played. Run, they man. were all playing for the Campy as well then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eventually, um, but that was like. Playing for, when Dankey had a team back in the day, when we, you know, we, he had the anglers, that was one of the, I missed them out earlier on. We won the cup and it was all the lads by us, you know, uh, playing in the same team. And oh,
0: literally, you just go, you'd play for cycle. Any, anyone who, anyone who needed anyone, you'd play if, if you weren't committed to, to one team at the time. That was it,
1: because I always said, once the kids come along, Mick, and as you know now, it, it was about putting the time in with my yeah. lads then. Um,
0: what was it like to, to win the county game with the Wexto after, like, you know, playing for the and <sighs>
1: Well Mick, to be honest, they they won it the year I'd gone to Warrington, uh, to be honest, um, but I'd, I'd come up the leagues with them, you know, the, the season or two before and then, and then afterwards, but the, 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 obviously it was, the, it was the lads, do you know what I mean, Andrew McGregor who's gone on to do unbelievable things as an agent now in, yeah. in footy, um, you know, he, he was the manager, he was a training solicitor and everything at the time, but I mean, he stopped playing and took the team, but it was it was unbelievable. It had it had a similar feel to the way the doc was, you know. It had a a boss group of lads, but there was like twenty odd lads there every week. Yeah,
0: All like, playing, it was like lower Brech, wasn't money up the divisions and then yeah. to the top of that yeah. top of that level, and That's then obviously it. the Brecht yeah. kicked on. Didn't and it? to go on and win the, the you know the county comp uh,
1: coming up in the first season, Mick, uh, I, I haven't heard of that before, you know. And it was some achievements and. And I probably put that down to Maca um, and Robert Edwards and uh, Barlow and them the way they were running. You know the team, they were out every weekend in the Bramley Mall. You know what I mean? They were doing things together on a Saturday, uh after games, and the atmosphere was unbelievable. But I'd have that on the Sunday with the Brits as well, so I'd have kind of the best of the boat, yeah. best of both. But but no, I I kind of just come back to playing local Mick and, and um after the Wex, I, I I said I went to uh, Warrington because he was a the little coaching. Sort of like playing role on uh, when Sean Reed took over with my mate Lee Smith, and uh, I ended up playing. Uh, had a little goal, and then it uh, dumbed knee in, and then I said, "Right, that's it. I'm done. I'm just going to play a little bit closer to home now." Um, but since then, I've probably since probably like 2012, I've played for loads, loads of teams on and off, and then obviously moving into the vets once the brick got back up and running, um, I'd
0: got back playing for the brick then. Yeah, It had a little go for our, our Brenesh Sunday Vets team that, that yeah. ran for a year with Dave Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: was good. And, that, and like I say, I mean, I, that was the first chance I'd had to play with lads who, who had not had, had not kind of had the opportunity to, uh, who, who run other teams. Um, and, and like, at that point, the Brits had finished, you know, they, they'd kind of wrapped up, so it was like a, a bit of a I'd only play on a Saturday, you know what I mean, and and I'd go and play for like different teams then, um, if and when needed. At, at that point, I
0: remember that. I remember looking at your face funny because you, you played for all like clubs who you know, like the Brits were like little pros, weren't they? If you yeah. know what I mean, Philo and that. And when we uh, the Brinesca, we, remember we played the pineapple away, mm. and when we got in the changes after it, and Schmigger went in his bag and pulled up like three cans of Stellaros. I remember looking oh, at your face going, She's we could oh, yeah. just next three cans of Stella um, after we just? Do you know what the was final? more
1: funny with that, Mick Rice, right? because obviously, because you've been with the Brit that long, you you come across like, uh, you know, lads who who, who, who are like good characters, but the 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 it not say like they were experienced pros type of thing, but they'd done things the right way. Do you know what I mean? They set up as if they were playing like a you know a county county, a, you know a unibond prent yeah, team print stuff like easier. that and like it was the clean boots bit like you know Philip. when we had first experience going into the British changing rooms it was like the kit was out it was all professional they had lads who who, who, all like lads who and so on all them who'd help out with different things Tony Kelly and you were like wow this is just like playing on a satty for for one of the uh, the likes of Marine and teams like that and it was that kind of professionalism that stuck in your head. The Brits had trained through the week, you know, they do things together and, and Philo instigated a lot of that. But it was just like the little things, you know, that, that you'd get, you know, like the, your boot, make sure your boots are clean and stuff like that. And when I played for Dave, uh, for Brinesque, yeah, I remember sitting and it was down on Jericho Lane, wasn't it? Jericho, in the aisle changing yeah. rooms. Smigger just opens a few cans and I was just looking at him thinking, oh
0: my God, you know, that was a first. I think, the, didn't the ref call it off? You were winning two one and he called it off. with someone shoving each other, two two people were shoving each other. Yeah, and he and he just walked off. Didn't he, the ref? Like, I'm not one to forget. I don't like people. I remember him. Yeah, giving uh, refs. Funny gym, now, And you, yeah. but he just walked off. Didn't he? Over basically nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind.
1: I think it was in the second half as well. Yeah. The game, I remember it now. The the tall fella, the alfella, fella, the referee, But, but no, they, again, They they all like that was an opportunity for me to experience new things with lads I hadn't played footy with before. Yeah. Um. Like I say, Dave later went on to you know his lad Alfie and my lad Jose. They were in the same team and you know we'd run the team together and I got to know Dave a lot more and, and just how like how much of a top fella he is, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was
0: good experience. That how, how did it come about then? Call the uh, the coaching side of things. Were you always interested in in obviously doing your badges and stuff like that, or did it come about through work or? Circumstance yeah, or Well,
1: well I, I had I got a job. Going, I went back to Campion working as a PE uh, technician, yeah. uh, and it was while I was going back to college. And Ian Foggy uh, had sorted the job out for me in there. Yeah, Um and he was really, if I'm honest, Mick. He, he was my first like experience of someone coaching. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'd done my level one with him and stuff like that, and and uh, he was like the, the the person who I'd kind of first seen coach properly. Um when he used to take the teams for, for camping and stuff. So that was the, the earliest experience he had. And him and Toddy, who ran the PE department, I think that's where I got into the teaching um, and the coaching aspect of it all. And without those two, I probably wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing today around sport and coaching because they kind of guided me a little bit uh, down the, the sort of like the education and the teaching route and coaching. Um, but at the time, taking some of the school teams, I, I got to see a lot of the. Uh, like obviously the teams do well, and I got into scouting with Everton, and there was a, a fella, Martin Walden who John Poland introduced me to, um, and I was going up to Netherton just to get an experience of you know what it was like, and there was a fella, uh, Tosh Farrell, who was leading on the coaching at the time, and I just knew it was me and what I wanted to be involved in, especially it was Everton Mick as well, you know, so like yeah. I know most lads will tell you who they work for the club they support, it's not like a job, do you know what I mean, and especially with it being football. It was just a, you know, it was an opportunity for me to try something different within football.
0: Was that when the uh, when Everton had Littlewoods? That's it, yeah, up here. on the yeah. old uh, Nether yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but boss, that sort so So, were you thinking to yourself, scouting, coaching? Were, were you, were you, any aspirations of like management in sort of non-league? F- footy or anything Not like that? Not
1: really, no Mick, I was able to, to, to be fair, I, I'd gone on from Campion um, to get a full time job at Everton as a footy development officer um, but it was predominantly working around recruitment and coaching up yep. at Everton. Uh, and, and uh, to be fair, Polo he, he he was a big influence on that old John um, and he introduced me to Martin um, and all the rest of the lads like uh, Martin Mulder and Tosh up at Everton and it just moved from there. I was involved in like scouting. I think up to, at the time there, the job was get the best players in. I always remember sitting in a talk with Ray, and, and he just said, I "Don't care, you know what you do. Just make sure we get the best players, and you know we have the best program." Um, and and to be fair, I was very inexperienced at the time, you know, but I was working with some good people, um, and I've gone on obviously to stay good friends with Martin, um, and uh, obviously the experience I've gained from him. Uh, and, and the opportunities that I got from it, were, were, you know, were priceless. I mean, probably one of the best jobs or best environments I've ever had um, to be around the footy. But I didn't really know whether I wanted to manage. I just wanted to develop as a coach and learn You know, it was always a bit of a sponge. I was always watching all, all the coaches up there. Um, and the likes of, got the likes of uh, Kevin Sheedy. Got the chance to watch him coach. You know, Mick O'Brien. Who makes to be fair was an unbelievable coach. You know I, I, when I was I was early doors, Neil Juicing was coaching there, and you know Gary Ably. who probably he was my face. Like wow, you know what I mean. Watching him coach, he he was class. He was really really good. Um, but then you had the goalie coaches and others in there who, who you could rub off, like Kev O'Brien and that. And they were my face like introductions to coaching, and uh, they were good lads. You know, but they were always there to kind of you know kind of guide, give you some advice and a bit of guidance on. On, a, on like how to do things up there um but it was a good experience mate it was a great intro I probably leaped way too too quick into the role but again once I got into it it was it was like night you know what was day near enough 20 hours a day I loved it yeah. um and I mixed it around me footy, and they were brilliant they let me play on the Saturday Sunday so I didn't have to do much work on the weekend so uh, even though I, I I'd have the job to, to get out there and like do some recruitments or or tours and
0: stuff like that so Boss experience. So did that? Did it sort of all change for you? Obviously, when you had your, your own, your own two little rascals to uh, coach and manage and put in teams and that, like you said, then with um, Dave and Alfie was going to the sessions. And what did you decide mm-hmm. to? You know, let's. let's well, That's Obviously,
1: w- once we knew. Obviously, the missus was pregnant, and that the first thing I was I was open for was a lad. You know what I mean? Cause you want you want to take them through that 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 sort of journey. So. Once once our Jose come along, uh, I just knew, I thought, right, well I'm gonna put all my time and effort into, you know, the kids. I wanna be around be around and watch them growing up and stuff like that. So I just knew straight away once once we knew obviously he was eight, he was old enough, you know, to kind of take into one of those like mini kicker sessions. They went to the uh, the Belfield Academy with Jay Woods up at the Mags. Yeah. And uh, that's where I met Dave, you know, there he brought his lads. And I knew straight away I was gonna be involved with kind of getting the kids in and around the footy and then we'd go to other things like the L4 training uh, that Paula was on down at Lower Brech and, and then that was like the first introduction to footy but I always knew it was going to be around the footy with him uh, and then obviously my other lad Jensen who come along whose team are on now I just knew it was going to be involved Mick, but I knew I had to give up the other side of uh, my footy to kind of be around them for their footy and, and doing stuff with them so that's why I say it was, I was just floating around you know I'd go and take them to footy and then I'd sneak off in the afternoon to go and get a game for anyone. Yeah. It was a case of texting someone who has got the latest kickoff, who's got yeah. the latest kickoff, and who needs a player and, and that type of thing. But but no, I, I, I totally enjoy every experience I've had up
0: to now and footy. Yeah. So what, what's what's it like? You're obviously, running a team with uh, your lads in.
1: With our Jose, it was easy. With our general, he, he's he's hard. He's difficult. He, he as you know, he, he's a. Uh, He's a lovely kid, Mick, you know, and he's fascinated with everything about footy, you know, and as you know, when, when he's playing, he's, he wears his heart on his sleeve and stuff like that and he he he's the type of kid you get in the car with and he'll challenge everything you've done in the game. Why did you bring him on? Why didn't you, why didn't you change that? Why did you play him there? And whereas our Jose is just quite blasé about it, so completely different, but our know, he's a character, uh, as you know, he's in the team with us and, yeah, he, uh, he's he's gonna coach. He's either gonna play or he's gonna coach at some point, Mick. Because he, he's telling me he's he's sending me stuff for sessions on training on a Wednesday. So I don't know whether that side of the coaching thing yeah. rubbed off on him.
0: Doesn't shut up, does he on the pitch? He doesn't. Someone, someone no. so little. He's got yeah. uh, he's got plenty of shit to say, which is brilliant. But yeah. it's all constructive, isn't it? I've never seen him slag anyone off on, on the pitch.
1: Yeah, no, but he's, uh, Mick, he's a lovely kid, you know what I mean, but uh, as I say, just try and keep them humble, you know what I mean, in, in everything we've done with them and, you know, m- making sure that, you know, that they're grateful for the stuff that they, that they, they get taken to or they go on because like I say, I mean, na- nowadays, the, the days of mini soccer, they all didn't exist when we were kids, you know, getting to and from and like I said earlier on, I'd be down on Flinders Street and my and dad, I think I'd be playing footy on the pitch by ours, but, Back in them days, you'd be out for hours with a ball or a bike, you know what I mean? And now now it's you, you, you're taxiing the kids everywhere, aren't you? You know, yep. from one thing to the next. So 100%. I, I've wanted to be part of everything that they do. Um, and that, again, that means running the team. So I've been involved with both of them. Um, we, we've run them from height and juniors, which is which has been probably an absolute blessing in disguise. That club's fantastic. I mean, the lads who run it, Steve and Andy and Colin and that, and uh, Peter, it's like a proper grassroots club. Mich. They they kind of leave you to yourself to run yourself, but you know they're always on hand to give you a bits of support. And, and as you know, with the park up on Jubilee, I mean the way they maintain it, look after it like it's first class. It's a proper grassroots club.
0: Yeah, uh, and I've got I've got you to thank for our Max's first ever experience in the uh, footy. Haven't I? We we've gone down to watch Alfie Jones and yeah. your, uh, your keeper hadn't turned up or whatever and you said, just throw, throw him in for us, Mick. And I was like, whoa, no chance, he's yeah. not ready. And you went, put him in, yeah. you would be sad. Tanner Prescott. You went in on Prescott and had a game, obviously you had a keeper at the time who, who obviously returned, so then he went to play for the Juniors and, yeah. and sort of fell in love with footy, mm-hmm. only to return and play for you a couple of years later, mate, and he loves it, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, absolutely loves it. I mean, I remember that, Mick, honestly. It, I remember the days up at Prescott with the kids, they like they're going from like under fives and which I mean anyone trying to get the kids or their team starting off into a league that is well run, you know, it's running the right way. You know, the Prescott League, Chris and uh, Barry Lloyd now who run that, like they're first class. And I wish we had something like that when we were younger. I mean we had the police father side, which is as close to it as you could probably get competition wise, but the environment they play in uh, up there, like it's it's class, you know what I mean? Great, great sort of like foundation for the kids to start playing. Um and like you say, when, when Max it was it's not like you've got to be signed on to play. You you, you yeah you'd have to be registered, but they have an appreciation that you know only kids five. are learning. Must have
0: been five, yeah.
1: I, think, yeah. it's I know, but the testament to them, like the, the, the environment they play in, the cages and stuff like that. It's well run. It's well organised and it, yeah. It was it was Maxie's first uh opportunity to play for writing
0: Yeah. So obviously we with being involved in the team with you over the last couple of years, a couple of the players who we've had and that, that you've developed along obviously with the clubs they've ended up playing for. Um Little Jacob's gone to Rochdale, isn't he? Yeah. Uh Patrick's with he's Wigan. he's gone to Wigan and Joe Duncan's with Everton all, yeah. all doing well. I'll does that feel for you to sort of see them progressing Sign for clubs and yeah. obviously you get the uh, the thanks off the parents for what you've done for them over the years. But how does it feel for you to sort
1: of? Oh, Mick, for me, it's just creating the environment for the kids. I mean, I've took loads of loads of things from good coaches, you know, good people. Um, I've mentioned loads of them, but I mean, the 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 way I feel, I hope I run the setup with the with the kids, like the environments. You know, I've I've sort of like fell back on the days of when Richie used to take us when I was younger and how he created that environment for us. You know, and I, I, don't think the academy system was set up obviously the way when we were younger, the way it is now, and the opportunities some of the kids get. But you know, the, to progress the kids on, you know, I've just used a little bit of knowledge that I've got from you know other managers that we've had, and maybe some of the you know the coaching experiences that I've had, um, and using you know the manner that that I've been coached in, you know, to kind of you know pass that on to, through to the, the lads that we're working with. But. I mean, to be fair, we've had quite a lot of kids who we haven't mentioned. You know, we've gone on to to other clubs, and you know, we had Adam Lalana's lad little Arthur playing yep. for us at one point, and and it's a massive thing, Mick. You know what I mean? For a, a, a you no know, Premier League footy player to bring his lads to your footy and uh, and and our kids and and that the, like the, the the stigma that went with it. You know, with him having having them playing there, but you know, we it was he always kind of just left us to it. He knew we were looking after the kids in the right way and. You know, the way I've always kind of helped the kids is, is to progress is to kind of as you know we, we, we try and make them play you know what I mean and it's all based around getting them to the next level you know because having that experience of seeing what the coaches are looking for at the next level it's about preparing them for that and that's what we're trying to do with the kids that we've got now uh, and one of the one of the ways we try to do that is by just allowing the kids to, to go and experience different things with clubs you know and, and but the door's always open you can always come back you know what I mean and and as you know, with, with the coaching and stuff like that, we try and set it up properly with them. We try and have a you know run it properly on a on a Saturday, and you know the kids don't really want for much, you know what I mean? And you know, it, 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 in terms of progressing them, you know, make the good kids will always be you know good, you know what I mean? They'll always progress. They'll progress at different times with different as they go through like cycles themselves. But well, now I'm proud of every kid that's come to us. The ones that have moved on to other things as well in grassroots, you know what I mean? If it hasn't worked out for them. You know, we always welcome them, you know, with open arms to kind of stay with us with training. I think, as you notice that, when we have training, we've got other kids from other teams who or have moved on to other teams or kids who play at other teams to come training with us because they know the coaching's good, you know, they know the environment's good. And and, and like I say, we'll, we'll probably have more kids who will move on through the schoolboy system uh, for next season. But it's a lovely idea to have and just to see some of the kids progress on, um... You know it is. It's good. It's, it's 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 a nice feeling. But it's like when any of the kids come to us, you know, we always say to the parents, look, you know, just go away and leave us to it. You know, if, if, when you come on a match day, just you know, go and watch the other kids or something like that. Leave me, me and yourself to to look after them. And fair play to them, like the parents, they, they are. They've all been great with that. So what,
0: what do you see for yourself in the future then, Col, As your as your kids are getting older and whatever their footy journey takes them on, you're not you're not always going to be the manager, are you? what, what?
1: no. I mean, I'd have to ask Archie. i know not that. About that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll be honest, Mick. The, our Jose's team uh, that Dave ran uh, came to an end last year, so that was a bit of a you know a bit of a starter for me to kind of think about. Like, well, what's next? He's gone into secondary school, believe it or not. Now uh, into card and. Funny enough, forgies a teacher there, so it's kind of like come full cycle and kind of getting to see old faces again now. Um, but I don't know, Mick, if I'm, all, if I'm honest. I've had thoughts about going into management, you know, uh, or coaching, I've had a little dabble, but the, the thing that's always kind of brought me back is, well, I've always wanted to spend the time with my own kids and put whatever I've put in two other kids into my own, um, and whether that means the team that they're in, then so be it, but... I don't know Mick, I'll probably take these as far as I can get them um, but anything that my kids do I'll be around myself and I think with footy and coaching the doors are always open aren't they there's always opportunities you know um, and I've just enjoyed having the flexibility Mick to tell you the truth working with my own kids and then I've got involved with uh, Tony Sully recently with Yeah. Yep. so I've started doing a bit of coaching with them um, and helping Sully um, develop some stuff with, with, with that company um I and getting more and more involved with him. Um so that might take me down coaching that way, but no no ambition to get back into club footy at the moment. Um I'm quite happy with doing the Heighton uh Brucia team with, with the kids at the moment and trying to get to watch our Jose playing for
0: L4 with, with Chrissy Daniels, who just need them different time kickoffs, don't you? The nine and an eleven? Do, it, yeah, sharp, yeah.
1: yeah. well you know what, McFair plays to the Scottish Road League. I mean, Maureen who runs it, um She's brilliant, you know. I mean, if you give them enough notice, you know what I mean. That they'll they'll work around it. they appreciate you. You're doing two things at once. Um, but between me and Louise, like with taxi and with some weeks we don't see each other over the Saturday Sunday. Um, but make like, a love it. So I'm not gonna moan about it too much. You know what I mean. If the kids are out and they're playing, they're active, and I can I can try and sneak a game in to see them somewhere.
0: Then then brilliant. Gosh, mate. right. shall we touch on trying to build it, uh a perfect player mate without getting yourself too much grief yeah go on always right. start at something you'll know all about mate left pegs you're yeah, always yeah. in there aren't you you always get through in, don't
1: you
0: yeah. yeah. right at the end I think I'm going to get through this and they're not going to say Flood here and then you go oh, Colin Flood as well you, know, you yeah, could yeah. throw a cross in him he never said he used to put them in the top corner though. We used to no, say. I used to set everyone up. Yeah, set them all <laughs> up. So go on, mate, left pegs. No,
1: I'm, probably some of the earlier ones like Phil Wonderley, who, who I remember playing with when I was really younger. Him and Mucker, you know, they had a they had a sweet left foot. Phil yeah. Phil was 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 tardy. You know what I mean? He he scored a lot of goals when we were in the younger age groups, and then just went on to you know playing with players like Sapolo. He had a lovely left foot. Yeah, John great, playing great, left great back. But the one I'm gonna choose, Mick. Probably I haven't mentioned him through through most of any of this. I only only plays with him for a little bit. Um, obviously, Mick Moore. Yeah. Mick Moore. I, I, I mean, Mick. I, he could hit it from like angles, but he'd tell you where he was putting it. You know, I I think Mick for me, I'm gonna choose him for for having the best left foot. I mean, Liam Jordan and Leighton. They you know, they they had they had sweet left foots as well, but. I think Mick for me, mate. I played one or two seasons with him, and honestly, he just went bang. And he'd tell you where he was putting it. Um, but And when you play farther side with him, you couldn't get near him. You know, he'd finish from all kinds of angles. So, I'm going to go with Mick more. Yeah, top draw, mate. Right foot. <sighs> I'll be honest with you. Lammy, he'd play on the left with me a little bit. Um, so, he, he was right footed, but. As I mentioned about him before, I used to do most of his running and setting him up and playing it into him. But I think the likes of Jared Brown, um, Lee Smith, Chrissy Daniels, you know, the youngie, you know, they they had good right foots. But I'm going to go with Paul Phillips. You know, I played on the left with Paul Phillips when I first started out with the Brit. And and he was probably the best left-sided, right-footed player I'd played with. But everything from free kicks to corners and stuff like that, what I mean, he, he had the Beckham style, you know, to what he was doing with his kicking and stuff like that. And well, he a bit when he
0: had the skinhead, I think he?
1: he tried to be a little bit, didn't he? but <laughs> but no, we Paul, you know, he, he he could cross a ball, corners, you know, free kicks, stuff like that. He used to spend a lot of time with him on like set pieces and stuff, and he, he had the uh, the best right foot for me. Good stuff, touch. You know why one or two seasons at the dock with uh, Tom Rooney and honestly between him and Leighton the ball was like glue you know you could hit it and ping it and smash it into them but it just literally stopped right in front, you know where they'd wanted to but the two of them were fantastic at screening as well yeah um yeah. but I'm probably gonna go with lamy I'll be honest with you he, he, he catch the ball out of the air in, on angles that you just think where did he get that big toe from there to collect uh, to get that but the death of such, you know, anything, even the penalties that he used to take with the little dinks and stuff like that. He
0: was the cheeky bastard. I know, he me. was horrible. With that look, that little like dozy half asleep look yeah. that he give you.
1: But he, he, he used to have that like you know that where he would turn away, you no know, for like a, when he would pass it one way and he would look me, the you. other. Ah, oh, he was unbelievable, with it, like his skill like that. But I think touch, you know, for me, Tommy could hold it up with his feet and his and his body
0: as well. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Lammy. That's what we're trying to do with uh, young Harvey bundle in it. We certainly T- are, yeah. Turn him into Lammy. Yeah, and what shape. a player he's going to be. Yeah, the, yeah. Same, the same type of player on our hands there. Um, skill?
1: I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, the, the ones that jump out to me uh, at the moment are players like Youngie, if I'm honest. Yeah, dribble it like, oh, dribble um, like yeah. That, yeah, Youngie, would twist you one way and then the other, You know, and he wouldn't even touch the ball. You know, just his movements sometimes. So, do you know what, i will probably go with Youngie. You know, Youngie was good. I mean, I'd love to have seen him play at the Brits as well uh, at the the time when he was at Runcorn, but they were were heavy into the view and I don't think... It
0: was like a breakaway of the Brits view, wasn't it? Yeah, well,
1: I'd say that, you know what I mean? I'd say that at that point or that time, you know, if if you couldn't get in the Brits, you weren't getting in the Brits team, you you kind of go to someone, you know, more local and and that's where the view and. Know, ended up being good, didn't he? No, they were brilliant. Yeah, Post-team. they were
0: brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Post team, mate. Um, heading ability. Heading.
1: I'm torn in between a striker and a centre-back. I, I'm with some of the centre-backs, if I'm honest with you, I, I, when I started out playing for the Brits, Chris Walsh, Walsh, he was the best header of the ball I'd seen, and then he come up against Carl Furlong, and then I was looking at the two of them and I'm thinking, one, one attack, one, one defending. And then that one season, uh, Lee Sid come to the Brits, yeah. and it just went up another level. The only the, uh, from fella North
0: Mersey Lions he used to play for, in the salty didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And the
1: only fella that I'd seen who could come up and physically compete with Carl. You know, Carl was an handful. I remember playing against Carl for the first time, and he'd come over to me, and I'd go, "You give yeah, that shout, he's mine." Yeah. He, I go on, "I've got him, he's mine." And before and knew it. Carl had spun, elbowed me. I'd f- like fell to the floor and thinking, wow, what was that? Do you know what I mean? But I'd I, 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 I I'd, I'd probably go for Lee Sid. I think Lee Sid, for me, as a defender, you know, even for set pieces and corners, you used to get some good goals for the Brit like that. But he was always like, it bounced off Lee's head, you know what I mean? And and it ends up by a corner flag or somewhere like that. So I think from a defensive point, you know, he was brilliant. Um, but from an attacking, you'd always kind of look for Lee with your crosses. Yeah, and Paul no. Doolan as well, you know. Paul used to have a thing with Paul Doolan about putting the ball at the back post, and the Duke would always say, "Like put it at the back post, and he'd score from it every time." Yeah,
0: it's mad, it's mad the way like little little things just stick and, and work yeah. all the time. innit? Phil always like that with the set pieces where he'd run out ah. on the offside and all that. <laughs> Great.
1: Phil, uh, that that experience of, like getting into the Brit, like I said to you earlier on, Mick, it was like stepping up another level. But on a Sunday, they'd have corner routines, throwings, um, the offsides that you know, and, and once you knew it, it was like you used to give it a name, Ronnie. You say, Ronnie, like, and you'd like, and then someone every now and then would go, what? And it was always someone new, but you'd be in the changes and you're talking tactics before the game. No one else done that. Boss, mate, who was the quickest? <sighs> I'll be honest, there were some quick players, especially the ones who we were played against. Um, but I think no season or two after I'd signed for the Brits. Graeme Dutton had signed for the Brits, Yeah. And he was fast, Graham. Quick, yeah, yeah Graham. he was really quick. Um didn't ever play against him, obviously, because he was with the Brits. So I'm just gonna go with Graham. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was he was lightning money.
1: No, oh, he was brilliant, but sometimes you he he forget from a the ball.
0: Apple, Graham? Where did he come he from? might have
1: done. You know, he come from obviously one of the South End teams, but when he come he was brilliant for me, that Diag. So just used to play the Diag. And he'd put it, like, 30, 40 yards towards the corner. He'd get there before, you, you know, get near the corner flag and bounce.
0: You had a few outlets there, didn't you? And, like, so Collow, he was the same. Yeah. And he'd run the channels for you. Collow, yeah. No bother. Yeah. Um, strength. Paul Scott. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, Tank. Paul. Yeah,
1: I played... I had the pleasure of playing with Paul from when we were younger at school. And then all the way through, like, Runcorn. And he come to Brit... And then i mean, Came I mean from the Nalgo, didn't he? He did to the Brit, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember playing against them. Um him Scotty were playing for the Nalgo. But Paul just had that like raw athleticism and strength and power. Um and I, for me, he, he was he was probably the strongest player I'd played with, um with athleticism as well. But he, he was a good player as well, he could score yeah, all goal goals, player, yeah. you know what I mean, but Anthony Godfrey was one who sort of like, once the brick kind of like changed, he dropped back into like centre half, and I, I'd spent a lot of time playing with Ant, um, and I trained with him at Daddy's gym in the early morning circuit at the minute, and he hasn't changed a bit, he's still screaming at you in the yeah. face, and always pushing still, he's and always
0: been like a leader, on not he That's, Yeah, Yeah, boss mate, uh, fittest who's in the best nick?
1: Do you know what I'm, going to, I'm probably going to go with between Scotty and Phil? I'll be honest with you. Like Phil was like when you went to Brits, and I, I was kind of I've said that a few times with a few different things. You kind of you picking up things off the experience, lads, aren't you? And he 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 was just like living like a pro, footy player, but playing you know Sunday league, and and that's the way he, like he was setting the bar for a lot of the lads. And I mean he, he was still playing like and his like mid thirties, you not know, for the Brits, managing and and still having a goal and fitness levels just didn't dip you know what I mean and he's still now he's still in now, he's still in Bosnich now <laughs> I mean I, I look at that more now Mick right when you're playing with like the 40s and you're looking at the likes of you know Alan Navarro and, and Brazier and some of the lads who are still playing now who can still get round for like the full game and Paul Jones and that um, I, I'll put myself up there as well you know for like the fitness like that but I think more so now towards the back end of like footy I look at Chrissy Daniels and I just I look at him and Laugh
0: yeah. I look at him and laugh. I and oh, just it? think
1: Peter Pan. You know, know
0: what I mean? When, when we were on the uh, Simpsons the other week, I walked over to him and said, Do you play yesterday? He just went, Yeah, don't ask, lad. Don't ask. I said, Are you still playing, chasing people down that oh. county comp? He went, oh, I love it, don't I? I know. Mate, still lightning as well. Um, keepers. I played with some Gunyum, was a good goalie, yeah, he yeah, wins, yeah.
1: Yeah, so when he I, I remember playing with him um, at, at the dock and the Seymour and wezel who used to play at the mainstay, yeah. he, he was a decent keeper. But I mean, for me, even though we I didn't play an awful lot with him at the Brits for, for a number of years, Berkey was the best shot stopper I'd seen. He got a lot of stick for like you know. Because Of the way he was, you know, we're playing and and he'd give the banter out and stuff like that. But Berkey was brilliant. I mean, all round goalies, Mick. I don't think I played with one who, who was like a, a top, top keeper. I remember playing with Matty Taylor at Bersko in the U team, who's who recently just lost his job at Exeter. And it went until a couple of years, I realised he played out after a few years. But yeah, since after yeah. But he was an absolute monster, he, you know, in goal uh, at the time for Bersko. And he, he was like the all-round keeper who I thought, wow, he's decent, Tim. You know, decent. But I'm going to go with Berkey.
0: Yeah, what well, was it like playing behind him? Was he... Uh, did you ever get any uh, ear bashings off him for, for being too far up the pitch? or with Berkey?
1: But it was more the banter. I mean, some get Sometimes you're playing in games, Mick, and he just comes out with these things and you're just like... You, you, you're trying to play footy. You know what I mean? And, and he's giving the line on the other side loads. You know what I mean? And he's getting into them. I mean, a little story. I mean, I was a bit unsure whether to tell you about this one, but he played for Trafford with us and he was getting loads of stick off of Specky. I can't even remember the team who it was. It was probably like Glossop or someone like that away. But like, I knew Berkey and I knew, and this fella in this Parker coat, long hair, uh, glasses, was like foaming at the mouth, screaming at him. And like, I just thought, you, you, you're screaming at the wrong fella, are you, mate? And I'm on the post and. You know, lo and behold, got to the end of the game, Berkey's in the crowds trying to grab him, you know what I mean, at the end of the game. But he, 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 he was a good goalie, Mick, as well. Yeah. You know, all round for me, you know, that protection, you know, he, he was loud, he, he was, you know, competitive, you know, and, and he was a good keeper, you know what I mean. I was just gutted I didn't get to play with him a, lo- a bit longer, you know, for the Brit. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping to see him in the over-40s, but I don't think he's up
0: for it. What about... The funniest, the Madman is Berkey again. What well, oh, anyone yeah. else? I mean, you're seeing some characters in the British changes. Uh, to be
1: fair, like over the years, uh, files, you know, he, he he was being funny. I mean, he didn't play for the Brits at the time, like, but you know, later on, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, Berkey was probably one of the funniest. You know, for the Brits because he was just he was just crazy. You know what I mean? But he he, he was brilliant. Carl Brawler's the same. I know they're related and. You know Carl was just a he was some of the things he'd done, you know, you just laugh your head off all day and you just love being around them. Um, I think more, more moving into like the, the semi pro stuff, being around um, some players like Gary Martindale, yeah, just a uh, dry, Legend. you know what I mean, yeah, uh, unbelievable, you know. Um, I had the pleasure of playing with him at Pre- uh, at, uh, Runcorn when Kaz and that, had a, it were in charge. and and it was, he, he was one hell of a four with him mate he, he, he could add as well yeah, um, not much. but Paul Burns you know yeah. I've, 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 I've got this like little bond with Burns he went obviously now with the Brits and playing under him and stuff like that mate but he just comes out with some of the funniest things you know like you know, not made of wood you know what I mean you don't hurt me feeling but it's like just moments of the game where he just diffuses like tension but he it, 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 for me he's quite witty you know what I mean he's funny I'll give it to Paul Burns Quality. Who's the leader? Leadership. There's a few of them, to be fair, and I, I'm probably drawing more. You, you know, one like the Brit lads, but I, I mean, at Prescott, you know, come across a couple of lads like Michael um Eddie, Eddie, and and Steve McEwen, and that they've been at Prescott for years. Do you know what I mean? And they, they were boss lads, but they were good leaders as well. You know, Carl Clark, you know, and and a few others who have played with, but like to fill up. I'd say Philo and Anthony Goffrey, I'd have to I'd have to throw the two of them in there. I mean, I spent most of me my days, especially of a Sunday, playing with those lads and winning things with them. Um and going from like the full season, you know, from start to the, the end and going through like the cup finals and winning leagues. They, they seem to be the ones that stand up the most for me, Philo and Godfrey. Yeah. Top notch. Attitude. Attitude. I mean, Paul Phillips had a boss attitude. You know what I mean? There was things he used to you know, do with fitness and footy and stuff like that that I, I used to think like, wow, you know what I mean? It, I, I'd, I'd probably go with Paul Phillips, you know. He had a boss attitude, Paul. Um, I mean, I'm trying to, without not missing anyone out, you know, with it, but I mean, some of the Dock lads, anti Battle, you know, I hate to playing against them, but, you know, being in the same side as him, you know, he, he he for me, he's like he's like Philip, you know, for the doc. And probably when he was playing for the Westie, as much as like what Philip was for the Brit. So I'd, I'd probably throw a few of them in the mix, yeah. but I'd give Philip uh, for best attitudes. Dirtiest. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say Scotty was the dirtiest, but I know Scotty Scotty could put himself about. You know what I mean? And obviously growing up with him a lot, you know. He, he, he was tough, Beamish, you know, Phil Beamish when we were younger. He, he was he was a tough player uh, to play against, and then anyone in the Sandon, you know, when you coming up in them Britain Sanding games, there was a few with the Allerton as well. Um, but the probably I'd say the hardest one I'd ever played against was Carl. Yeah. Just literally because it was like running into a brick wall, you know what I mean? And 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 he he just laugh at you and bounce you off and. There Was nothing you could do, even getting close to him, it make you running alongside him. Next thing you know, mate, you're running alongside him, you're lying on the floor because he's just hit you.
0: Um, Chandler said it was like looking at Triple H's back, ah, <laughs> he was yeah. marking him on a corner. Yeah.
1: But you know what? He, you know, playing against him as well, he was funny. You come out with some strange, like you know, funny things, but you'd be laughing your head off. But next thing you knew, bang, he'd, he'd launch you. And You'd think, don't be fooled by that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I'd say. I wouldn't say deatious but I'd say Carl was probably the strongest player I'd ever played against. Yeah,
0: proper. Best goal you've seen, scored or been involved in?
1: I think the best one I've scored is against the uh, the, the Sandon. Um, scored a goal against Tomsky, lobbed him uh, from the uh, the sideline just kind of cut across it. That was my first goal that I'd, I'd, I'd like remembered against the Sandon and it mel- meant loads do you know what I mean? Because it was a big game. So I'm probably going to go with that one um, against the Sandon and and obviously penalties and stuff like that took a lot of penalties for the Brit um like the cu- in the cup final against the the and the shootouts out that meant a lot do you know what I mean and but I think that one against the sandon uh, I think that one of it and if it's a a, sw- a free kick a sweet one from like t- 20 30 yards out uh, against the pineapple against uh, Ray Ray Cliff yeah, the goalie well. and try and beat him from that distance makes and, and and it was it was a boss free kick and literally landed right in the top corner um but I'm going to go with the one against Tomsky for the Sandham.
0: Yeah, for the Al Derby. Yeah. Um, the hardest away,
1: the Allerton. Always struggled against the Allerton away. Um, and I, I'd always look at the Allerton as being a team who were, who were, were a boss side. Yeah, they could play side, good yeah. footy. Um, and you know what, they could mix it as well. Do you know what I mean? Didn't usually always see the same players playing in away. But when you go and play up at the Allerton, that was just my experience. Um that was tough I mean I'd come to the end of I think the the likes of the Almatech and all them I think I played them once or twice for the Seymour but not for the Brits because I think they'd finished by then but between the Allerton and the Chunks you know Pineapple when you used to play down on Otterspool yeah. I'd say the Allerton was the hardest never really got anything from the Allerton away ever
0: no t- t- tough tough place to go mate they were a top team obviously they were National Cup finalists around yeah. about the same time then there was that Premier Cup but that played an Anfield between the Britons so they were at like, a similar level weren't they, for a, yeah. n- a number of years on yeah. the bounce. So final question mate knockout pairs got to pick yourself a partner for knockout pairs and I usually say you're going uh, tactical or are you going emotional or what? I haven't got a clue Mick. I mean I've, I've looked at loads you know of lads who
1: have played with o- over the years um, you know I think for different reasons you know the likes of uh, Mick Moore because Mick was what, probably one of the, him and Liam Jordan, probably the two best father side players I've ever played footy with, yeah. um, and you just couldn't get the ball off either of them, you know what I mean, but I think that likes a Lamy as well, looking at loads of th- those lads, um, Danke. Danky was tough, you know, to play against as well, so uh, having him in a, in a, in a two, what is it, 2v2 was it? 2v2, 2v2, 2v2. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, I'm going to go with Mick more. yeah, I think Mick had pulled me out of jail a lot with uh, scoring goals. I'd just win them all back and feed them
0: with the ball. Boss, mate, two lefties, eh? Mm. Navarro picked him as well last week. He said if he had to go go with an amateur... He obviously had had Stevie G in there for the pro, but he said if it's to go with (laughs) amateur, I'd go with (laughs) Mick Moore. He's getting getting shouts all over the shop, mate. Mm. But uh, no, boss, appreciate your time, Colin. uh, Obviously, with your coaching me, lad, I appreciate the effort that you're there. you put into it as do all the parents of, of uh, our little team and that's mm-hmm. all we can't, we can't thank you enough mate for the hard work that you put in and Louise don't forget yeah. don't forget Louise She works just as hard as you collecting the subs and all that because you don't like doing it
1: yeah No. I just <laughs> keep mine to the uh, the footies and the bibs and the coaching Mick that's me oh boss
0: mate thanks very much for your time Cole. No, cheers thanks Mick